So you're saying, Yo, sir, dude, I just got paid and I want to get laid. Might your humble narrator suggest a live Smodco show? See Smod.com list all the upcoming performances with links to tickets. As for getting laid, that's all on you, amigo. We just make you laugh till you shit your pants. The Smonsters of Talk could be coming to your town. Go to csmod.com and find out. Smodco Internet Radio broadcasts the free funny, but you can broadcast your Smodco love with merchandise. Shirts, posters, comics, memorabilia, and more. Jay and SilentBob.com is your hub for comic book men, secret stash, and Kevin Smith's cinematic catalog. It's an online one-stop shop that fulfills your need, minus the weed. Jay and SilentBob.com. Book market, baby. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, alright? You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. <laughs> This is not bad. With Will Wilkins. Ah, that's right. Sunday night means only one of two things. You're really pissed off because you're one of the people that has to work on New Year's Eve. And you're sitting here listening to NetHeads on Smodco Internet Radio. At Smodcast.com. If you want to take part in the program, you can one of many ways. Let me get the Skype nonsense out of the way first. You can call us at uh, 925-238-9020. If you're uh, unwilling to pay for the phone call or you don't get free minutes on your weekends, you can do 866-610-9455. And last but not least, you can do the the Skype idea of NetHeads on Air. But Mm -hmm. the most active way and the most participant friendly way where you don't have to expose your true voice to the world and you can hide behind monikers and the false bravado they provide on Twitter. And Trent, what can they do that way? Well, Will, uh, Twitter is a uh, social media platform uh, which de- was originally developed uh, to be used in um – uh, MMS texting or SMS texting, either or. Uh, th- that's Excuse why me, it's, Professor. It's... I have a question. <laughs> y- y- yes, y- y- you who obviously doesn't care about their grade. Can you get cut to the chase? Because I'm bored <laughs> as shit right now. Hashtag netheads. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's hashtag netheads on Twitter. I'm sorry, you were just giving me this full dissertation and. Well. I'm like, wait, I wasn't taking notes. Uh, I wasn't aware. I know, I know this accounts for like 60% of my grade, but I'm not and sure what's going on. So, I will, uh, I will not be posting the slides online afterwards. I'd like to, uh, buy a vowel, please. I didn't know what was going on. You really threw me there for a minute. Uh, so please do, uh, do communicate with us. We, we love it when you do, uh, especially just like eh, we do every week. Uh, we talk to uh, none other than Francis. Francis, how are you this week, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, Francis, I gotta, I gotta ask you a question, man. I was a little concerned. Is this, a, is this a six million dollar man thing? Is that kind of pushing you outside of your comfort zone? Sort of, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of running out of ideas. All right, all right. Don't worry about it, then, man. Relax, okay? Okay. 
That's what I want to say because uh, I got a message about that uh, sometime after the Nagathon. At least I believe it was after the Nagathon. My perception of time and space after that event has kind of been marred and <laughs> scarred. Everything's kind of melted together. Oh, yeah. Apparently, uh, I well, I know we started a show and clearly we ended it because the network continued on. But uh, <laughs> the stuff that happened during, I'm a little hazy on, Trent. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, let's let's be honest. Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, uh, Francis, uh, Francis just sent a message, and, and don't worry about it, man. Don't. We're not going to ask you to do anything you're not comfortable doing. Okay. Just remember, well, your safety word is surfboard. Eunuch. Oh, never mind. Or eunuch. You have your choice. <laughs> so, uh, Francis, how is Christmas to you, sir? You do recognize Christmas in your household, don't you? Yep. Very good. There were so. No, uh... There were no grand fifty-dollar presents. I got that uh, six-dollar Archie comic. That was pretty nice. Yep. Well, you know, it's not the size or the cost of the gift, but how much enjoyment you get out of it that counts. Yeah. Just ask Trent. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> so, so it's, never mind. <laughs> so Trent, uh, we as we do every single week, we try and give mm-hmm. you opportunities on the show to speak uh, when I am uh, usually speaking. Chance to use my words. Exactly. And for Will to politely sit back and shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those times is hopefully a nice weekly question for Francis. So if you have one, Trent, let's go. Hey, Francis, it's Trent. That's cool. Um, here's a question for you. Have you... Have you ever read a digital comic book? I read a digital edition of uh, one of Kevin Smith's uh, Daredevil comics that was on the uh, News Skew website. Okay, okay. And and what was the experience like? Like, what, are are you are you one of those people who will you know n- never read? You're always going to stick to the to the paper diehard fan, or you know, given the right circumstances, yeah, you, you'll take it digital once in a while. Well, that time I did myself a favor in reading that. That was really good. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's and anyone who hasn't checked it out before, uh, you really should. Um, so, d- is that is that something you would you would entertain maybe in the future someday? I prefer paper comics. Do you? And why is that? Uh, you get to hold them in your hand. You get to kind of stand on your head while you read them. Yeah, <laughs> kind of help your. Which is a lot harder to do when you're looking at a, at a computer screen. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'm with you, Francis. I, I am one of the, the people who uh, would prefer to read all comic books uh, in, in paper format. Okay. Well, you help your blood circulation. It's true, yeah, because you're actually moving around a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's, that's what we need, Francis, is you just get, get the blood going once in a while. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> I think we lost Will. Do you hear that, Francis? Good. There's there's times when Will drops off, and I think this is um, one of the one of those times. I think so. Yeah. Um, now I know right before we were eating, uh, Will was having a sandwich, a turkey sandwich with avocado on it. It was uh, from Togo. By the way, Trent, you realize, of course, that there is no way for me to actually drop off. If anyone is hearing the show, then it means I'm here. Right? Yeah, I I, I guess so. Okay. Well, um, Francis, uh, 
Thank you very much for uh, for calling in. Glad to hear that your week was uh, okay, that your Christmas was acceptable, and, and glad to hear that uh, you know you you aren't venturing into that silly world of digital comics. Right. Yeah. And, I don't mean to be rude. Uh, no, you're not at all. See, the thing is, what just transpired, Trent couldn't hear me, but you could. Okay. Oh, so could that's Francis why, hear what I was what you were saying? Yeah, Francis could hear my words because he's again, Trent. I'm going to tell you once again, you are post mix. Uh, the callers are pre mix. Damn it! Meaning that if I hit the mute button, which I won't do because it will screw up the master recording. Nobody else heard me just now when you were stretching and filling in, other than Francis. Well, not shit. the uh, not the audience members. Right. Uh, th- actually, there was almost like a private conversation going on between Francis and I. For those of you wondering, it's because I occasionally will hit the mute button in order to clear my throat, uh, blow my nose, or whatever it is I'm going to do. Uh, and I hit that button and then forgot to unmute myself. So <laughs> the best part that only Francis knows. Francis, you just had like a micro podcast. It was just you and I for a moment there. Francis got to hear me begin to speak into a, something, and then from my perspective, Trent's suddenly cutting me off. And I'm like, wait, why is Trent cutting me off? What are you doing, mister? What kind of crazy world are we living in where Trent is cutting me off? What has Usually, I, I am the one that cuts people off. That is my, that's my <laughs> shtick. That's my thing. You know, Trent's the self-loathing guy off to the side. I'm the one cutting people off. Oh, God, that's funny. Uh, and uh, and then suddenly I heard you finally mention that Will dropped off, and I'm like, oh, he can't hear me. Oh, look, I'm still <laughs> muted. <laughs> so there's your podcasting lesson for this week, folks. Make sure you're aware of your environment and pay attention to those uh, to those uh, microphone banks at all times. Well, and 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 just be safe. Folks. Exactly, that's, and, that's and what's important. yeah, you know, and teamwork. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. Safety first, then teamwork. <laughs> All right, Francis, have a great week. Thank you for being part of probably one of the funnier moments that we're ever going to have on the show today. You're very welcome. All right. Cheers, sir. All right, cheers. Bye. Oh, one see, love. look at that. He didn't use the one love. He used the cheers. <sighs> wow, that was really a fun moment. Now, the thing is, when we came into the show, there's a, you know, there's the preamble between Trent and I before we go on air. There always right. is, uh, yeah. whether he wants it or not, because I'm always running late. Folks, other than the time Sam's... Cl- Excuse me. Other than the time Sam's Club cut Trent off Ugh. from and getting in just at the last moment, other than that, we're always late because of me. I'm going to let it be known now. Okay? <laughs> no, don't reveal. Don't reveal. It's, it's always because of me. So Trent had to listen to 10 minutes of me wolfing down dinner, literally. It sounded, it sounded like a delicious dinner, though. It, well, God, it was so good. But uh, <laughs> and so we're talking about things. And I picked up on something, Trent, and I was kind of hearing it during your conversation with Francis, even when you were, you know, drifting off into that foggy land where you thought somehow we were still on the air and Will's gone. Um, (laughs) uh, I thought you you sounded kind of down. And then I realized I I was starting to think maybe, Trent, are you having like post-Nogathon remorse? Like, because I got to admit, that show was amazing. Yeah. Like if I well, if I was asked to demonstrate what a great show potentially could be mm-hmm. from us, mm-hmm. it would be that one. Number 76 I think currently is my favorite. What what do you think does it say about us that <laughs> one of the, the show that I think is our best is the one where we were most inebriated? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know what that means, and I'm not going to bother questioning it. I just I'm going to accept it for what is it was, which was good. 
<laughs> okay. And so, I mean, uh, are you feeling that way, Trent? Are you kind of like, I don't really want to do the show today because, I mean, we did something really good last week, and I don't, I just don't think this week's yeah. going to measure up. Like, like, like this, 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 like this was our geek getting to go to the prom. Yeah, last week was okay. All right, like, like, like that was that was our chance. Like, and and you know, tomorrow I'm going to be back to mowing the the girls' uh, lawn that I went to the to the prom with, and she's not going to think twice about me. Okay, and so you're I, talking I have, you're talking about the nerd gets to go to the the not going to the prom with his cousin. You're talking right. about the the scenario where the nerd gets to go with the hottest girl in school. Yes, exactly. Because he paid for her to make him popular. Yeah, she. Which, she, by the way, that's not prostitution, folks. No, 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 no. Because no. popularity is involved. It's yeah, because that's like, all the uh, the because you know it, it, she spilled the wine on her mom's yep. outfit and has to replace yep. it. And here's the thing: if you're if your mom is trendy enough to be wearing uh, the same outfit as you. You're, you know that you're in like a popularity level that other kids can't even, the only way they could break into that would be to pay for it. I'm sorry, I have a question. What's going on right now? I, I think we may have just broke into Can't Buy Me Love. I'm I not think sure. We did. I really think we fell right into it. But I, I think somehow that has taken over the conversation. <laughs> well, you, you talked about the nerd being able to go to the prom and I was instantly like, okay, yeah, cause you know, sometimes nerds get to take their cousins. Right. Or, you know, their best, their mom's best friend's daughter kind of thing. Right. But no, yeah. you were going full on popular girl. Yeah. And I, then you brought I, up I, mowing the lawn and just you took us right into there on your right on lawnmower. You just steered yeah. us right into the story. It's, oh, yes. That's we, we cut right to it. Uh, Voss451, by the way, via Twitter with hashtag NetHeads, would like to uh, state sounds like a part of him has a cold. Me too, brother. So, yeah, I, I, I do have a cold, actually. Yeah. Why is it every time you go home, you come back with a cold? What is uh, are the I, cold germs stronger in Wyoming? I think they might be. I think I might also live in like a bubble here in Utah. And so when I actually leave my house, I'm, I'm susceptible to other germs and viruses. That, that, that bubble being his home. He's like, I yeah. go to work, I go home. Yeah. And occasionally I, I'm in a pub. And, and, and as of right now, uh, Sherman's diseases are not communicable to me. Again, you had to take it there. Uh, by the way, I want to tell you, Trent, one of the people that has uh, started, at least from my perspective, they've started conversing with us, uh, yes. is, uh, th this is just a great screen name to me. It's Puck and Bass. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I read it really fast every time in my head, and I see it as Puck and Bass. Yeah, I, I think that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. And he said, my week is good now. I know Francis is doing fine. Well, it, it wouldn't be a week if we didn't know that. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Adam Well says you two need to get a room. Seriously. <laughs> oh, this is this is we've invited everyone into our digital room. <laughs> I'm afraid so. And then things got kind of awkward. So uh, speaking of the holiday season, Trent, uh, there's one thing that cometh when the, the uh, ice man. No, uh, ice I'm man talking cometh. when that when that fat man, that jolly old elf in his big red suit, comes to town. It means something very special on Christmas Day. Wait, did did Kevin wear his Flyers jersey to someone to a to a live smod? First of all, how dare you? What? And second of all, I, I am no, I am talking about <laughs> Well, I'll let him speak for himself. What two words? Doctor. Doctor Hayes. 
son. Dude. I'm sorry. Doctor Who came back with a vengeance Christmas Dude. Day. As we t- as we speak right now, I am watching the new opening credits as the background music uh, as we speak here. You watching this is probably worse than when you get stuck into Think Geek. Like, I, I might seriously need to call someone to have them pull you away from You me. really might. The new opening credits alone. Oh, for my, dude, and they were all so brilliant. The only thing that I think might be uh, considered as campy, if you will, is the fact that the TARDIS kind of... I like that the TARDIS yes. is not part of the logo anymore. I really like that. Uh, you know, as it has been for, through most of season five and season six and seven. Yeah, it wasn't very long though that they had the, you know, the DW, uh, TARDIS logo thing. Yeah, and I wasn't very fond of that. And I like that it's not part of the logo now. But the only thing that I think that could be deemed as cheesy is the way that the TARDIS does come flying up at us through the vortex to where the doors are full frame and then it's like it opened oh, into the story. So uh, that could be considered campy, maybe a little cheesy, but I liked it. I was okay with it. Because like, cause the t- TARDIS is bigger on the inside, and this is like really one of the stories you know, that's within the TARDIS, if you will. Or, or in this case, it's or am I just sounding smaller on the outside. Oh, good point. Let's not say anything <laughs> else, though, because not everyone else has seen it. <laughs> oh, it's so good, man. At least I don't think they've seen it, but you know, it's possible everybody has seen it. Um, I would think so, man. I got to say that uh, the bar for me was set pretty high with A Christmas Carol. The bar wasn't even reached with uh, the doctor, the widow, and the wardrobe. And the wardrobe. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Especially since it really didn't involve the wardrobe. Well, they walked through it. No, they didn't, though. That's the thing. They didn't. It, not really. Except that, well, technically, he did in the episode say that his TARDIS was his wardrobe. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, uh, <laughs> Caper Girl Mel says, I loved when she said those two squee-inducing words. Oh, gosh. And well, there, and there were a few There were a few of those throughout and, the episode. Yeah, and Voss451 says he prefers the uh, previous incarnation of the credits. But, you know, for me, this new opening sequence, I, I love that the the TARDIS isn't part of the logo. And I especially like that it's it's more than just the, the vortex as we've been uh, seeing under the Moffat era. It is right. like a full-blown journey from time and space. And once again, the Doctor's face is within the opening credits, which I'm sure yep. a lot of the old school guys are just squeeing over left and right. Be- because that that is a throwback to those days, right? Yeah, or as Kevin would say, skeet, skeet, skeet all over the place. Fop, 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 fop. It uh, it really was. I mean, I was just I, I literally sat there transfixed through right. opening credits and I stopped watching and I rewound them just to see them Shut again. Up. Did you really? I really did. It, they were that impressive. As a matter of fact, I could watch a 60 minute loop of those opening credits. <laughs> That's what you think. That's what you think. Oh, look at this. Oh, Tom is pointing out. You see, I haven't followed up on my uh, RFS radio free Scaro. Scaro. Uh huh. Friend of the program, I would even say no. Huh. I don't know what to think of this. My wife says on Twitter, a part of him's cold voice is kind of hot. Yeah. Well, anything that helps get her in the mood, I guess, right? <laughs> Whatever gets her to pay attention uh, to Anyway, us. Uh, Tom points out, the Radio Free Scarrow review of this episode was full of contagious nerd joy. Yeah, I uh, I haven't even bothered. I, w- I was working in the garage before the show today, Trent, because, as you know, I have an overabundance of crap and no sense of organization whatsoever. So it's uh, this constant struggle of trying to find out how to actually fit 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Right. As I like to call it, my garage. 
And I was looking for things to listen to. Excuse me, got the hiccups. Bless you. And that was one of the things that I forgot to update because I wasn't thinking, you know, the Christmas episode was on Tuesday and in my mind, uh, you know, the new Radio Free Scarrow comes out every Sunday. And, oh, right. And because mm-hmm. of the holiday, I'm all screwed up and forgot to realize today was Sunday. So yeah. I didn't, but you know, for all I know, they released it right after. Who knows? Maybe it was their Boxing Day tradition. So I didn't get to listen to it, but I am dying to hear their perspective because. Well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say for me, one of the, the, the huge things that, that, that I thought was great is for me, uh, in the opening, I want to hear the drums. And in this, and, and for those who have, who've gone back and listened to, you know, the, the master episodes, um, the, the drums are so prominent in, in this, uh, this opening, um, the soundtrack that they're using. It's, it's, it's a lot, they're, they're a lot more prominent than in the other, uh, what have, what have we seen? Two or three different, uh, openings. Ah, uh, what over the course of what uh, of the Moffat area? Ever since Moffat era, how, how many openings have we seen? Uh, five was different. Six was slightly modified from five, I think. Okay. Uh, seven obviously changed every single episode up oh, right, until right. the Christmas episode. So, I mean, there's been at least three that okay. I can attest to. Well, for me, yeah, it was the the sound on this one is just great. You really like it, huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about the episode. It's been 10 minutes, and we're just talking about credits, man. Yeah, it, you know why? Fop, 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 skeet, skeet, Yeah, skeet. seriously. It's, it's just that good for, for us. For us of the nerd type. I mean, first of all, nobody cool would be listening to this show anyway. No. <laughs> so we don't need to worry about alienating anyone in this conversation. You know, the only thing we may have lost are the people that don't watch Doctor Who. But I've been looking at Twitter enough to know that in the long run, when we talk about this stuff, there are people that come back later and thank us for oh, getting absolutely. them into Doctor Who. All the time. So, you know, if this is the point in the show where you just want to turn it off and don't care, so be it. Eventually, resistance, my friends, is futile. It is. We're like the Borg. Uh, yeah, Voss451 says, my wife says that it's a throwback to the 80s opening sequences, which it is. I think the 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 face appearing... In the uh, credits, started off with, I want to say with the fourth Doctor, but I may be mistaken. I don't know, because the only information I know comes from listening to Radio Free Scarrow on all the old stuff. So oh, right. I can't remember. I mean, you've delved a little bit into the canon. A little bit, yeah. I just do extensive reading. So, so you do more uh, like uh, synopsis catch up that way, or well, yeah, like if I want to find it, because there's a lot of even in this last episode, uh, you know, it turns out that the the antagonist, yeah, the antagonist of this episode turns out to date back to something from previous eras. Well, yeah, and and there were there were they talked about that a little bit during the show, and that's what I just suspected. Like, oh, this this is something that. That I, I thought it was something I forgot. So it's it's going back pre two thousand five then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. The whole greater intelligence thing. That's, right. Yeah. So okay. that's why I said I, I really cannot wait to uh, hear the radio. I, I I actually really really look forward to hearing these guys talk. Who I I'm sorry we've done almost a ten minute commercial for Radio Free Scarrow, but you know there's we, a reason why I was happy as hell to have Warren on the show because I really love the way these guys discuss the topics. Right. And you know, and, and I, they'll probably pay it back for us, right? Never. I don't think we've ever. <laughs> we had Warren on, and I don't. I don't think he ever made mention of being on. You know, but then again, look what he was on. Do you blame him? Really? Come on. Well, I'm just. You saying. don't see a lot of people saying, "Yeah, I'm going to be on Netheads tonight." No. 
Well, I guess well, then again, we don't have a lot of people on NetHeads. Never mind. Francis probably does every single day. I, well, no, I don't think I've ever seen him tweet that, Trent. Well, no, but I'm sure he tells people he talks to. He's like, hey, I'm on a weekly podcast, man. He might. Well, he really is part of the show, isn't he? Yeah, dude. Oh, anyway, uh, the the other thing that I did enjoy. Wait, is this? Amy Kin says, I dare you to mumble a part of him in your sleep tonight just to freak NetHead WW out a little. (laughs) That'd be great, but pretty much when I'm asleep, I can't be woken. And odds are I fall asleep uh, a lot sooner than my wife, so... Oh, bless her heart. Well, typical man, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, I uh, the one thing that I did like about this episode, the 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 return, because here's the thing. When I heard that it was going to be nothing but standalone episodes to kick off the opening of the, the seventh season, right? I really wasn't thrilled because I've only seen work of Moffat's where there's a greater picture, greater picture involved. And you know, there's an overall story arc happening, right? And well, and there still can be an overall story arc, can't there? Yeah, there definitely could be. Uh, but I just think that uh, you know, in the works from him that we've seen, I really like his approach to continuity. Sure. And so I really liked uh, this episode because it's it's a throwback to that uh, that subtle genius that we've seen play out because for those that aren't aware uh, with the seventh season we were we were getting a new companion and and everyone first of all hats off to everybody that attended press screenings because they kept the secret locked down that yeah. Jenna Louise Coleman was in the opening episode Asylum of the Daleks yep and then there was much speculation about her and then with this episode uh, once oh. again, we see her character. Yeah. And, and I will say there is a connection to her character from one and then to the other. And Which, the thing, oh, man, the thing that I love about it is to date, nobody's guesses I saw was right. No, I didn't well, see. It, it, well, and that just it. Uh, the, the way they introduce her character in this first episode, I just, I just kept on thinking, how, what are, there's, there, there's just, they, there's just no way they're connected. There's, there is no way that they could connect over this much time and space. Yeah, no these, way. These two similar characters. But then, and, oh fuck. He, he literally, I think it was. I don't know that it's a direction anyone would have thought of. It's and brilliant. that's, and that's all I'm going to say about it. In case somebody's behind and, and wants to enjoy right, it, I'm not going right. to take away the fun. All I know is I saw it and I'm like, that was good. Yep, that well, was me, subtle genius. I hope I hope that they don't just blow the load in the first couple of episodes, and they stretch it out, and maybe make that be the over the overall thing throughout the entire uh, first season. Uh, or, maybe you know this season anyway, because at least from some of the previews, it looked like like it's it it may not be a oh a next episode we find out type thing. It might not be. It because might not, or it's gonna be. I don't know. Well, and with we don't, we don't will. We we just don't know. <laughs> now this is interesting. Panic Whore says the new companion is hot. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Panic Whore is of the female persuasion, I believe. So that's what yeah. makes that an even more interesting comment. Well, and that's what makes it hotter. It, it yeah. Uh, and but, and, and just go ahead. Quickly browsing. Panic Whore's got a huge ass dog. Looks like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Wait, what are we I talking mean, about like, now? Just saying, there's, there's a lot of hot things going on in the Twitter feed right now. Hashtag netheads. You should take part. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Doctor Who talk. Yay. Zzz, shit, my finger fell asleep. <laughs> Who said that? That was A.K. Marchese. 
And Voss 451 says it should be very interesting how they explain this one. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yep. I think that's going to uh, it. <laughs> Moffat, you got to explain it to the. But. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really was was awesomely impressed with uh, yeah. how that played out. And and you know what? It would be kind of interesting if if the whole rest of the season, it was kind of that way. If you think about it, it would be, oh, yeah. an, an, you know, I mean, it, granted, it has a little bit of that early South Park feel to it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they killed the companion. You bastards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even think about that, did you? I didn't. You got to you gotta have no life like me, man. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if I sound a little pluggy, it's because of the damn garage and all that, because I'm on that dust. Oh, you're you're doing angel dust now, Will? No, I, I wasn't. Wow, I was not doing angel dust. I was just uh, in a dirty, dirty garage. Oh, like like actual dirt dust. Yeah, where I have, I just have, I have too much stuff in the garage, Trent. Mm-hmm. Well, let's have a garage sale. Well, that would be a great idea. I would love to do that, especially since I could use that new space to uh, put some more cool stuff Ooh. from Think Geek. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. Or at least make room for the boxes of all the stuff that I could get from ThinkGeek. Yeah. Cause, you know, because I'm into recycling and repurposing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, they've got a winter clearance sale right now, up to 75% off. What? Oh, yeah. How about European-style Geek Charm bracelet? You can get that. I don't know. It's uh, Frenchy. Customizable Aperture Science handheld portal device? Sounds good to me. How about the Dragon Scale Bag of Holding? You had me at bag of holding. I know. Or a Portal 2 Sentry Turret USB Desk Defender. Which I would actually fucking love. There you go. Any one of these things, along with so much more. I know you were looking forward to a quarter-inch scale uh, Gollum and Smeagol doll, weren't you, Trent? <laughs> quarter-inch, man? That's fucking you. No, one-quarter scale, not one-quarter-inch. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's... It's it's a, a quarter size. Or like last week, I was enamored by the Futurama knit hats... Oh, you were, yeah. Or, you know, maybe you're big on the RDT era and you really want a Doctor Who Diecast Masters pocket watch. Obviously, I, I have laid out a ton Ugh. of the items at ThinkGeek. And these are these are mere samples, my friend. Right. Of the type of fine geekery you can get at ThinkGeek. Now, how can you do this? I'm going to make it quick and simple. Uh, NetheadsOnAir.com. Click the ThinkGeek banner. That's all it that's takes. It. That's it. And you're there. You're there, and you're buying the stuff that you need. You're buying it. You're getting it. And what are you getting while you do that? You're getting geek points. What are those? Those, uh, they just increase your geek cred, Trent. No! That's not they, true at all. Well, are they kind of true? They're kind of like a currency on ThinkGeek. So, like, let's say you buy some cool stuff, and then you go back later, and you're like, I want more cool stuff. And they say, hey, by the way, last time you were shopping with us, you earned this many geek points. Now... With ever so many couple of dollars you buy this time, you can cash in those geek points for free stuff. What? It's a way of turning your money into more money, Trent. You it's got like all money. you got all that post Christmas cash. You know, Grandma's envelope of five dollars. You got that. I can t- I can you can turn five dollars into even more money at Think Geek. That's all you got to do. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. I know. So just go to netheadsonair.com, uh, click the Think Geek banner, and and get yourself some fine, fine geekery. Because at Think Geek, they have the stuff. 
for smart masses. Man, that was almost a three-minute commercial. Well, I'm pretty sure that last week, and I don't know because um, even when I re-listened to it, I was in a special state of mind. It went on for a, the commercial went on for a very long time. Well, that's because it drifted on into two separate instances of that favorite game, just sweeping the nation, which <laughs> is a what's in Will's basket because Will wants everyone to grab his basket. Yeah, yeah, grab your sack. And for no, me, not my sack. It's my basket. Tomato, tomato. You, I think, at one point, um, I, I asked you a question to which you replied, "If it will make this end sooner." <laughs> Oh, wow. That was a what's in Trent's corner laugh if I ever heard it. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. Because you were like asking something and I just got completely lost. And I'm like, if it'll help end this commercial sooner, Whatever. Trent, then yes. Where's we're alone and lost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. Any one of those things, you can uh, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah. Get Sounds like it. Yeah. And just get lost because that's what I do. I get lost every time. Well, I know because here's a. I, have you closed your Think Geek uh, window? Will? No, of course not, Trent. Because we're hoping somebody <sighs> wants to grab my basket. Well, and I'm going to tweet out right now the the two numbers. If you want to call in and play, uh, grab Will's sack. Yeah, no, it's what's in Will's basket. Well, I like the sack. Though. Grab my basket. I'm putting okay. my basket out there, folks. So uh, you know, this is your chance to grab it, and you can do that eight six six. Six one zero nine four five five or nine two five two three eight ninety twenty twenty or last but not least, Skype us at Netheads on Air, just like Amy Rothenberger has. Hello, Amy. Hello, gentlemen. How that are you? A, the, the, <laughs> Will you just turned into Lovitz for a second? <laughs> Hello, Amy. Yes. I'm uh, wonderful. I want. I want to let you guys know that I. I did not experience the Nagathon live and in real time, but I did enjoy it on my ride home from visiting family over the holidays. Well, that's good to know. It's nice to know that we can we can go ahead and, and bring people joy after the fact, as long as you didn't weren't in the car playing along with the drinking aspect. Because even uh, if you were using something non-alcoholic, that would make for an uncomfortable drive in about an hour. Yeah, you'd have to stop multiple much. times. Definitely. So, Amy, um, you're calling at this moment to let us know that, but did you also want to try and grab my basket? I would love to try and grab your basket. Oh, are, you, are you sure? Shit. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm sorry, Trent. Did you suddenly become Kevin Smith? <laughs> what just happened there? I think so. <laughs> I can hear skeet, skeet, skeet in the background. <laughs> oh, wow. If you can hear that, that's bad. Sorry, I, I just know, got. I keep my fopping underneath the table. I got lost in the moment. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, this was it. Will's shopping card. All right. It is so easy. If you go ahead and guess right, you're going to win every one of these amazing items. You just have to pick one. It is so easy. Of all the items available on ThinkGeek, all you got to do is you got one of three chance. It is so easy. If you guess it, I will buy every one of these items for you. We haven't had a winner yet. I fully anticipate what I'm going to. Are you ready? <laughs> Sorry, I love that moment. We're never going to have a winner, and I fully anticipate we never will. <laughs> Amy, are you ready to grab my basket? I am ready to grab your basket. Well, watch out, because my wife will cut a bitch. 
<laughs> Let that be known. Um, Amy, so uh, you know the rules. We have three items that I have randomly added to my basket. Now, last week, I kept myself honest. I, Trent was in on it after the fact, or before the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week, I've just made, I've just grabbed items while I was doing the Think Geek ad. Ooh, is that a clue? Could be. Oh, uh, there are not. three items that are in my shopping cart from Think Geek, also known as my basket. And uh, this week, the grand total of all three items is $74.97. So, you have the opportunity to make one of your three guesses now. And if you guess one item, you get them all. Oh, okay. So, just to keep myself honest, I'm going to try and grab this text. And one way or another, I'm going to send it over to Trent right now. Because we have, if we're going to play a game, we have to keep it honest. Uh, yeah, as as is governed... By uh, our Lord and Savior Al Gore, inventor of the internet. Mm-hmm. So Trent, you do have the answers now, so you yes. can keep me honest. Either that, or he's in cahoots to make sure I never lose any money. <laughs> I get a cut. So Amy, yes, dear. What is your first guess? Uh, my first guess is the Star Trek electronic door time. The start now, you know, this is interesting because this is not the first time this one has been guessed. So it would be an excellent diversion tactic for me to include that item in the basket because it's been previously guessed. Because what is the likelihood somebody else is going to guess it again, right, Trent? I wouldn't think very often. Let's go to the board. Hell no. Sorry. That one's not there. I apologize, (laughs) Amy. But you still have two more chances. I'm sorry, hold on. You still have two more chances. Oh, shit, there it is. (laughs) So, uh, would you like to make your second guess now? Or do you just want to save it for some other day? What does that question mean? <laughs> yeah, Sorry. No, she the, has um, no fucking choice. <laughs> pretty much. I'll do the Doctor Who USB hub. The TARDIS. Ooh, you know what's interesting? I actually have one of those on my desk right now. It is one, and I got it for Christmas last year of all not things. And uh, and and it just it is pretty. And is it in my basket? Uh, no, sorry, Amy. Says. <laughs> Not there. Now there is still one more guess that's in your pocket that you can redeem for your chance to grab my basket. So, um, do you feel lucky, Amy? Do, do you? you? <laughs> I'm going to guess the quarter scale Gollum and Smeagol. Oh, shit. I even brought that one up during the ad. Wouldn't that be devious of me, Trent? If I were to drop something into the ad that was actually in my basket, because maybe finally I want to spend the money on somebody else. That's possible, right? I highly doubt it. I could. I could do that. Maybe it's a random act of kindness. Yeah, sure. Possibly. Forward, Will. Yeah, you know, maybe for some karmic redemption. Mm. Maybe a little bit of that. Mm. Hell no. Nope, sorry, Amy. <laughs> that is not in there either. But the three amazing items I picked this week. The chocolate-scented iPhone case for only $9.99. It's scented like chocolate. I know. Don't eat your phone, though. Mr. T Infuser for fourteen ninety nine. Now, this is not Mr. T it is a little man that you you dunk in your tea glass, though. <laughs> but it's not Mr. I mean, it's not like I pitted a fool to drink tea. That's not that. <laughs> TEA, Mr. T Infuser. That's $14.99. And the Be big nice one. Your mama. Yeah, exactly. The 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 top of the line one here for $49.99. The Verse 70 Enhanced Base 
wooden earbuds with microphone, bamboo style. Mm-hmm. Although, if you just had guessed those headphones, we wouldn't be picky over the type. <laughs> I just thought bamboo sounded better than wood, and as we all know, it's a greener choice. Bamboo grows at like a quarter inch a month or something ridiculous. And it's a lot harder. Is it? Oh, yeah. I'll take your word for it. So, Amy, uh, sorry you didn't win. That's okay. I didn't expect to. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> Which is why it is the perfect game for me to have on my show. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, Amy, how was your Christmas? Uh, is there anything you want to share with the kids? Well, it, it was very nice. It was it, if you if you read my Facebook, you probably already know this, but I was privy to one of the most awkward moments of my life at a dinner party over the holidays. Yee. Mom talking about how to give a blowjob. No, uh, you know, dad. Dad bringing, not as awkward as you'd think. <laughs> dad bringing up you really like anal. Mm, no. Okay, then I got nothing. Um, so my mother took my sister and I to you know, one of her friends, who's also a member of the board of the organization where my mother works, invited her and my sister and I to dinner. So we had dinner with her and her husband and her daughter, her 20 something year old daughter. And it was very nice. And after dinner, we were sitting, you know, in the living room, making conversation and drinking coffee and what have you. And apropos of nothing, out of nowhere, this woman who my sister and I had just met turned to us and said, so girls, how did you feel when your father died? Oh, shit. Yeah. What? I can laugh about now, (laughs) but it was the longest, most awkward silence I think I've ever been exposed to. And my sister, who is very brazen and has and holds nothing back, says, happy. What did you think we felt? Oh, wow. Oh That's God. Um, <laughs> oh, I'd like to file that under questions that should never be asked for 100, Alex. You know, and it happened over, well, just about 10 years ago. So it's, you know. It's not a fresh wound that was opened, but it was just, I couldn't understand why anybody, especially somebody that we had just met, would want to ask a question like that. Ugh. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my fun holiday story, did but you... I, did, I actually did end up giving lots of Think Geek gifts. Yeah, um, girl. My favorite of which was... The Blue Canary and the Outlet by the Light Switch. Oh, thank you. Who watches over you? (laughs) Put a little birdhouse in your soul. You know what we're talking about, right, Trent? Uh, Only one of the greatest albums ever released uh, by by Mighty Giants. Okay, thank you. Okay. Got a little nervous there. Thought I might need a new (laughs) co-host. No, sir. Yeah, that, uh, that is one of the finer gifts that they have. Not to put too fine a point on it. That's right. Um, yes, and the and the receiver fully appreciated it for everything that it was. That's even better. Uh, yeah, exactly. You can't. You just can't resist something that's actually called the Blue Canary and the Outlet by the Light Switch. Nope. Uh, See, you can't say that though, because every time you say that, I just want to go. Who watches over <laughs> you? <laughs> can, can that? Can you just play that in the background? Because I got to. I got to get that music in my head. <laughs> No, because it, it's already in. It doesn't need I to do, get in I anymore, and now it can't get out. Now it just can't get out. 
Oh. It's the only way, man. It's the only way. Uh, yeah. And and just so you know, Trent, you'll probably appreciate this more than Will, but I am on the verge of uh, winning the championship game for my fantasy football league this year. Yes. Well done. Who who uh, who who you got in quarterback? Um, I well, we're a two quarterback league. Okay. And my two quarterbacks this year, my the, the my main two, you know, on without bye weeks and such, were um, Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco. Oh, okay. Wow. Now I know, I know what everyone that. feels like when we talk about Doctor Who and they don't like Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> I just, I you guys are talking, but all I hear is banana, banana, banana. <laughs> it's it's the uh, t- teacher from Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Two quarterback. <laughs> what? You're like, wait, wait uh, the, the quarter pounder? Look, I, you're talking to the only guy that kick, got kicked out of fantasy football because he showed up with a 20-sided die, so... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. He showed up in a wizard's hat in the draft. <laughs> Bring on the orcs, bitch. I'm ready for some football. <laughs> well, and I'm in the midst of, of watching a very important game between the Redskins and the Cowboys. Oh, this is this game. Everything hinges on this game. That's right. Everything. I know, oh, right? Everything, man. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I'm going to go back to clipping my fingernails if you guys don't stop. <laughs> okay, we're done. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Not that I have anything else to talk about. Well, anyway, Amy, have yourself a great week. Thanks for sharing your uh, your stories with us, and, and good luck on winning if you do. Thank you very much. You're have welcome. Bye-bye. And if you want to give us a call, you can, 866-610-9455 or 925-238-9020. And last but not least, NetHeads on air via Skype. Like this person, who are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Anthony calling from Oregon. Anthony, oh wow, you're my coast. That's cool. Unless there's another Oregon nobody told me about. Is there, Trent? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Will. Not like Oregon, Australia or anything? Well, I mean, there could be. Well, because there's a Paris, France and a Paris, Texas. I still don't get that. Well, and there's, and there's an Athens, Georgia as well as uh, Athens, Greece. Yeah, see? So how do I know there's not another Oregon? Maybe you could ask. Oh, hey, Anthony, is there another Oregon? No, not unless you count Oregon, as like some people like to say up here. <laughs> well put, sir. Okay, I'm writing this down so later on I don't call you Tony from Texas. Anthony, Oregon. <laughs> okay, good. We're we're ready yeah, to go. I'm also AK Marquez on there. Oh, nice. You're you're the smarty yallicky one. I try to be. Good man. That's it. Name it and claim it. Oh, hey, look, my wife says she'll grab my basket. All right, that's it for netheads, everybody. We gotta go. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we know what's happening. I'll, I'll, I'll talk like this if you want the rest of the time. <laughs> Thanks, man. And apparently, I, I said ninety twenty twenty again. So <laughs> just keep trying. I still have the buy one elk in my head all the time. I don't blame you, man, because buy one elk is old school. But the problem is the the system that it's associated with is just not not friendly at all. You know, the magic jack was a great concept for low money, but I'm going with Skype now, man. But you know, hey, yeah, that's okay. Has evolved quite a bit. Now we've decided that everybody uh, that basically remembers Buy One Elk, though you're you're honorary members of the Buy One Elk Lodge, so that's, that's it. You know, there's only a few chosen that know and love that number. But I respect you, sir, because you have the uh, Broken Lizard logo as your uh, as your icon, right? 
your avatar. Yes, I do. Yeah, see, I respect that, and I appreciate it. So, Anthony, why are you calling, man? What's on your mind? Oh, not much. I was just wondering if you guys already uh, talked about The Hobbit yet. You know, we haven't uh, because I haven't seen it. <laughs> and then, and, and sadly, neither have I. I don't think that sadly, man. I hear this thing's clocking in at almost three hours, right? Yeah, there's oh, a yeah. lot of walking. I read this book. Uh, there's not three hours worth of book there. Maybe, okay, maybe three, possibly six. If, but If you sing all the songs there are. That part will dry you. The only nuts. song in there, that one where they're talking about Over the Mountain, that is the best song I've ever heard in a movie. No, though. Th- there's... Uh, I actually uh, had to I, download I, that. Oh, I so think it there's is. four songs are in there. So, well, okay, so there, you unlocked it, Trent, and, and Anthony confirmed it. The reason why they're able to make them so long is because they do include the damn music. <laughs> Smash the glasses, break the plates, that's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah that one's a big Yeah. <laughs> No, we hadn't talked about the uh, the Hobbit. I'm just, you know, I, I'm just not. If it were shorter, I'd be okay with going to see it. But uh, seriously, that is a that's a time commitment and a half. You know, you well, really up here like last week they did all of the uh, extended trilogies in like a huge marathon. Yeah, I saw a lot of places do that, and once again, no, still it's a. One of them alone, that's a major time commitment. I mean, a major time commitment. We're talking about a ridiculous yeah. time commitment uh, for a movie. Yeah, 12 hours in a theater seat. <sighs> Pass. Now, did, Especially did with you... the typical audience for that movie? Hell no. <laughs> it would start to stink real fast. Oh, Lord. Did you see it in in the 48 FPS, or did you just see it in, in the, the regular frames per second? In the regular one, and you could definitely see it when they were panning around. It was really choppy. It was almost you know, enough to pull you out of the moment. Really? Yeah, it was really annoying. And the closest place I can go see in the higher uh, frames per second is like Portland. So, oh no, I'm, and, I'm down and here how far in are you? Southern away? Oregon. So, well, I'm about <laughs> five hours away from Portland. Oh no, shit! Tom's not that big of a fan. Tom says, "Look at Trent busting out the Rankin Bass Hobbit songs." <laughs> That was pretty impressive. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I actually saw the movie last night. <laughs> well, okay, so since you are the initiated and we are the uninitiated, what's the what's the, what's the the overall rating here, Anthony? You know, overall, I would give it a pretty good score, probably 7 or 8 out of 10. But also, oh, wow. you know, I tried watching one of the other ones today at my house, one of the extended editions, but it almost feels like I kind of aged out of it. Yeah. They almost seem like there's a lot of preachy moments in them. Uh-oh. The new political like climate has gotten too many people educated now. <laughs> yeah, well, where they sit there and say, oh, Frodo, he is so wise beyond his years. And it's like, oh, Lord. Yeah, uh, I've I've got uh, co-host on Zeros and Heroes. He is an avid, just almost rabid, if you will, uh, Tolkien fan. And uh, he he was like it was it was it was okay. It's, it 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 wasn't uh, what he was expecting. I don't think. I think he was let down a little bit in that aspect. Did either of you ever try reading the Silmarillion? Yes, I I have read it. I have not. Oh my gosh! I tried to read that in high school, and man, it just bored me for to death. It's yeah, it's it's in essentially fact, it's an, an real deep into Tolkien stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pass on that. I I will watch The Hobbit, but it's definitely going to be one that I'll wait until it comes home. 
Yeah. Before I see it, nothing, nothing against it. You know, I'm just not that hard up to see the first eight minutes of, uh, Star Trek. So <laughs> that was the only other lead. I mean, seriously, why they didn't do that to try and raise awareness of Star Trek. They only tried to do that to make sure they could get more people in to see the IMAX version of Hobbit, which is makes sense. That's the only reason. And it wasn't enough for me. <laughs> Sorry, that fracking cat says, quick, no one mentioned the Nimoy Bilbo Baggins song. (laughs) I'll fucking bust it out. I'm not scared. Please don't. (laughs) Uh, Anything else you want to to talk about, Anthony? Uh, Not really. Um, Other than, did you guys see the After Earth trailers yet? Nope. Boy, I'm just batting a thousand right now. I've yeah, been, really, man. I've, I've been in a cocoon, dude. I've been on vacation, and I've been I've been hiding from the world. That's what I do. Wait, you've been swimming with alien um, pods. Well, I want to get younger, Trent. I could trying to grow my hair back. You and Wilford Brimley. Yeah, hanging out. Me and the Wilf. Eating eating oatmeal. Oh yeah, eating oatmeal. And having, di- having diabetes. <laughs> no. All right, Anthony. <laughs> thanks for your call, man. Have a great one. All right. You too, guys. All righty. One love. Later, man. One love. Uh, yes! See, I got it in before you. You suck. <laughs> Choke on that one, Trent. So, Trent, uh, how was Christmas for you? Yeah, we can't we can't not talk about it. We got to talk about it, right? Oh, I, I think so, right? I mean, I, mean, I still want to go back and talk do. about Doctor Who, but we can't do that for the rest of the show. There's podcasts I mean, we, for that. We could. But we're not going to. All right. So, Trent, uh, how was how was Christmas for you? How was it at the parents? Did they uh they what is it like? I mean, do do the parents get you a gift now or is it pretty much, you know, son, you're old enough. Uh, uh our presence is present enough. My parents go out of their way to make sure I feel included. Um and so I I feel now, like Now is that because of the lack of spouse and children? And children. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like they they give they still give me uh, a lot. Whereas everyone else's gifts are spread out, you know, mostly to the children. Uh-huh. I, I'm I'm still receiving quite a bit, and and, and honest to God, it, it was it was one of these experiences where you're just like I oh, I'm a little uncomfortable receiving so much from you. I appreciate it, but I just feel bad because I just wanted to hang out with my folks. I didn't need anything oh, to do it. You know, I actually I have a story to share about that too. Go ahead though. Yeah. No. And, and why why it. is that though, Trent? Why? What did you get? Come on, man. Spill oh, the beans. Uh, What'd you get? I, I well, and here's the thing. I don't know how they knew, but they gave me things that I needed. So I, I needed uh, metric wrenches, a full set of craft, craftsman uh, metric wrenches, some you know a, a, a drill, uh, drill bits, uh, just a, a whole bunch of tools that that. Oh, and a crockpot, man! <gasps> what? Yeah. Now, now, if you'll go back in time, uh, I I actually was talking onto Will when I broke my last crockpot, uh, and it, and it cut my thumb pretty badly. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and so now I've got a new crockpot. I don't. What kind of person am I? I don't remember that at all. (laughs) Oh, we were on the. That's right. That's because we weren't on air. We were on the phone. Phone. Yeah, we were on the phone. And you were just suddenly. Oh shit! I. You know. I. But you were uh, gracious phone host that you were. It's not like you quickly (laughs) rushed off. You like put up with more of my bullshit, and then like, yeah, hey, I just cut my thumb pretty bad. Will. Um, I'm kind of bleeding, and my neighbor looks nervous. I'm like, wow. When that happened? Oh, a couple minutes ago when I made that noise. Really? <laughs> I'm I'm on the floor now. I don't I don't think I could have hung in there as long as you did, Trent. I'm bleeding out, Will. You're like I really need this Wilkins guy, so I'm just gonna put up with his bullshit. <laughs> Meantime, why are there four of me in the house now? And who let all these bats in here? Oh, look! 
look at the light. Yeah. Look at the light. No, stay away from the light, Trent. <laughs> okay, I remember now. Never but yeah, so I, I got a crockpot, man, which I, for me, it's fucking great. Like, I can throw shit in there and go to work and come home and I got an awesome meal. I know. That is the beauty of crockpot cooking. I don't know why more people don't do it. And, and you know, a lot of people, too, uh, will uh, also tell you the crockpot is a great way to save money because you're able to take lower cut, uh, lower cost cuts of meat. Yes. Uh-huh. And throw them in there and turn them into a smorgasbord. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see now. Uh, Caper Girl Mel says, I giggled when I heard the line, out of the frying pan and into the fire in The Hobbit. Oh, did they say that in there? Well, actually, I should have asked how the whole Smeagol scene was, the whole Gollum scene. Which I've heard is terrifying. Terrifying? Yes. Ooh. Like, like the, the, Smeagol, the Smeagol, from what I've been told, in this version is very, very uh, accurate and frightening as compared to the others. Well, when you think about it, this is the story. Still, this is when uh, Gollum is—I don't want to say it is strongest in any of the stories, but really, that's when it was his domain. He was still in possession of the ring. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, well, sort of. If you read the story, you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's not spoil something that's older than I am, but because the story it was written long right. before I was. Yeah. You get it, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it uh, that scene, you know, he's in his element and basically he's toying with his food to try and uh, mm-hmm. make a game of it before he plans on eating Frodo. I mean, yeah. not Frodo, Bilbo. Bilbo. Get your story straight, Will. Uh, <laughs> and it's really a bad scene. And then, you know, miraculously enough, not only does the uh, the the riddle game play out really well, but it also is what helps enable Bilbo to get away. So, yep. Exactly. Because there was, there was no real winning in that game while they were playing it. Until, you know. Right. That little ace in the, up the sleeve that he had. Which to me is cheating. I think he cheated. Yeah, that's really. Not he, a, that's, he, it's not a riddle. He kind of, it's true. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, on Jeopardy, if they, you know, just be like, who is my mom? No, we're looking for this. Well, my mom does that too. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Who did that? Cliff Clavin on an episode of Cheers. God, I'm dating myself. Oh, really? Yeah, he came up with an answer that was basically along the lines of my mom, you know, because somebody else that did do the anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, sure, 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 sure. So Christmas as, was as good like to you. Default. Now, Christmas was good to me, too, Trent, because I'm now the proud owner of an 11th of Doctor's remote control sonic screwdriver. Uh, 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 now, now, how does that work? Does it have buttons on it? It has gest- it's gestures, Trent. Shut up. Gestures. No, it's uh, it's got a gyroscope in it, so you know it's like uh, actually, you know what? Uh, uh, my lovely wife, hopefully she's listening right now, mm-hmm. and she can send my daughter up with the sonic screwdriver. I should have brought it up with me. Now, uh, when, when hold you on, say let universal. me use let me use the uh, let me use the Smodco Internet Radio ten thousand watt uh, personal paging system, and ask my wife to send that sonic screwdriver up with my daughter. Did you say 10,000 watts? Uh, you know, I was just, it's 50,000 watts of power coming at you. How many watts do we need uh, to travel in time once we reach 88 miles per hour? That's 1.21 gigawatts. Oh, we've got a few more to make up. What then. the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> the Gollum scene was way creepier. The effects are more advanced. You see his skin move more. It makes him more oh. realistic. Oh. Ooh. We're talking about his skin now. Well, and and a lot of people are saying this is this is Andy Serkis's uh, this is his Oscar nod. He should be, should be getting really well. You know, here's the problem though. I don't know that the Academy is ever going to recognize it because you really don't see him 
And so, and you got to admit, it's not really just, I know they do motion cap and everything, but still, it's not just his performance. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Will? People keep on saying it though. I hear things, Will, and, uh. Yeah, but it's, it's his performance and the interpretation of a digital artist. Now, if it were, like, if you could take, if you could, if we could look at the footage side by side, and you see him doing all the same things and making the exact same faces, then I buy into it. Like, really. Well, and that's what they're saying is, is with this next generation of motion cap, that's what it actually is doing. Okay. Well, in that case, I might say, okay. Whether or not it, it, it truly is or not, I don't know. Yeah. I might say, okay, to that then. Yeah. I might. Cause, you know, he was the, uh, he was Caesar in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the, he was. the remake. Mm-hmm. And which I wasn't aware of going into it. And I was really impressed with the job that they had done with that ape animation. Right. Because I think there was there weren't like any apes in the like real apes in the movie at all. Well, I, I hope not. That would be frightening. Yeah. Plus, you that's know, just, just... that's just giving them horrible ideas. I know. Why plant that idea in their heads? Oh, here we that, go. No, of course not. Oh, my wife, my come here. What are you doing? Thank you. It, my wife didn't send my daughter up. My wife actually came up here. Oh, hi. Hi. So if you listened hey. very carefully for once, you finally heard uh, my lovely wife on net hits. I didn't hear her. That was the problem. Well, there you go. I don't know. Maybe she's in the tub, so she couldn't send my daughter up. I'm guessing. I don't know. So here we go. Let's uh, try and power it on. I, no, I really, we... I, I don't have the instructions with me. Wait. Oh, I just heard. Did I hear it vibrate? No, but she's talking. There's different modes. Wait, she? Your wife? She's still no, there? No, the remote. Why are you calling it a girl? Would you shut up? It seems like a phallus. Okay, so now it's practice mode, right? Wait, there's <laughs> there's a practice mode. Yeah, because it's all gestures, like you're moving it left. You're gonna like this one. If I can get it, hold on. Can you make now, that out? Now you're that's just getting gratuitous, Will. I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> Well, I like that she's kind of British too. Like yeah. She's not, so, she's so not. It, it's all. Just, I mean, there's even a push and a pull. I got her confused now. So it's all gesture based, but you have to you have to program it too. So, like, essentially, shh. Oh, just did Wait, some shit. The dildonics. It won't stop. Shut up. Well, yeah, no, will you know where to put it? Stop. Go to bed. Do something. There we go. Now it's shutting down. Wait, are are we still talking about the the remote? Yeah, we are. Confused. Shut up. Go to bed. <laughs> so it's all based on gestures, but you have to program each single one too. So like, I right now this thing is set on uh, remote bank A. I can I haven't gotten it to turn up the volume yet, but I can change the channels. I can fast forward and rewind with it. Okay. But yeah, it's a remote you actually have to practice with, which you know. We're already using a remote control, so we're already at a point well beyond lazy. <laughs> so having to learn how to use the remote, maybe it was an idea yeah. that was cooler sounded than it sounded cooler <laughs> than it really is. Well, I was gonna say, so like, how how do you go to the menu on on your TV screen? You, that would be you would have to program it. Like like I could use tap on the bottom to uh to but, pull but up I the mean, menu. How how many gestures are there that you can utilize? Uh, there's 13 gestures. 
Okay, I guess that's not too bad then. You, you, there's quite a bit you could do with 13. Actually, what's 39 divided by 3? Oh, 13, God. right? Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. So there's, which is actually kind of, anyway, so yeah, there's 13 of them. 13 okay. gestures, and you can have up to, <laughs> sorry, that fracking cat said this. Something about this just doesn't sound right. <laughs> pull, push, pull, push, left, right, push, pull. No. Oh, wait, are you sure you didn't get it confused with the new Boppet? Pretty much. Uh, so anyway, it's uh, it, you have to program each one though. That's the only problem. And uh, but you can have up to three different memory banks. So you could have three different, thirteen different controls, uh, and you know up to uh, three different devices, basically. Right. Not even devices, but thirteen different gesture sets. I guess you could say no, three different okay. gesture sets. So a total of thirty nine. You could do so. I could like have it remote control devices in one room and then in the other kind of thing. Oh, okay. So, so you can only use one memory bank per device. I don't know about that. No, because it just it, it just learns these things. You you have to point it at it. You make the gesture, and then you got to press the button on the other remote, and then it says okay. And you're Ooh, like, it sounds like Skynet to me. Yeah, a little bit, but it's it looks really nice, and it's you know <laughs> when it comes to uh, screwdrivers that you could have at home, sonic screwdrivers that is. You know, the it certainly feels more realistic, and it's got more metal to it, you know, because the uh, obviously the, the, the toy one that you could buy, you know, it's nothing but plastic. But So this one has some heft to it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you really feel like this is how – but, you know, the, the little claw at the end, whatever good that is for, uh, doesn't uh, work on this, which I wish it would. That would be the, my only complaint. Now, have you tried unlocking anything or locking anything with it? What do you mean? Like a sonic screwdriver. Yeah, it doesn't do shit. Have you? Are you sure? You, uh, I don't feel like you've tried, Will. <laughs> no, believe me, I have not, because I'm not an idiot, Trent. It's a remote control. Wouldn't that be the greatest guys in the world, though? Like they're actually sending out magic screwdrivers to people, and they're only using them for their televisions. It's not magic. It's Sonic, you prat. <laughs> yeah. Just so, saying. so I got that. That's really cool. And then my uh, my in laws. This is funny uh, when you gauge people's expectations, right? Okay. So my mother-in-law, you know, they just moved. uh, They're retired, you know, and she's looking for ways to fill the day because as anyone would be. And so what she did for every one of her kids, you know, all the kids or the couples, uh, each one of them got a a set of bakeware where our names were etched in the glass. So it was like Pyrex uh, bakeware. Oh yeah, with our which with our great. last names etched into it, and you know, yeah. like there were two small little uh, containers as well, and they just had the first initial on it. Yeah, but it was really cool because it was like a full big like eight eleven by thirteen baking dish or eleven by fifteen something just friggin' huge. Yeah, and then a then a bread pan and and a a small square one, probably an eight by eight or a nine by nine. And last but not least, those two little uh, two little containers I talked about with plastic lids, and and we were all impressed to hell. We're like, oh, that's just awesome. Yeah. And on every one of these uh, items, she also had like a, this little charm she made where she took a picture of the person, and it was a charm that was in with the ribbon. No shit. Yeah, I mean, this like it was all decked out. And we thought this is really cool. And then you know there are some extra gifts, so we hand those all out. She bought all of all of the her kids uh, mini iPads. What? I know. And the thing is, every one of us said the same thing. I'd have been happy with just the bakeware. Yeah, man. Are you kidding me? But, you know, I think she was thinking maybe, you know, her and her husband were thinking they needed to really uh, make this year special or go over the top, which, boy, did they ever. 
Yeah. So I'd like to congratulate my wife on her new mini iPad. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Now, have you got to play with it? I, you know, I've seen it. I looked at it. It's like the iPad, but smaller. And okay. I and I've got an iPad, so I'm okay with this arrangement. Yeah. yeah. And she actually really likes the mini iPad more because it fits better in her hands. Well, and I would assume you know it's easier to put in like a purse. Yes, very. My sister-in-law did that just the other night. She was showing up at my in-law's house, and she's like, "Oh, got my iPad in my purse." Yeah. Now, it, as yeah, for my brother-in-law, this was really a come up as well because he had bought his wife a mini iPad for Christmas. Oh, right. Okay. So instantly, the new mini iPad in the house, even though it says, "You know, we love you, Brett and Kelly," instead now it's Brett's. Yeah, <laughs> let's face reality here, people. It's fine. Yeah, so it was, a, and it was a good year. Now, uh, Trent, as you know, uh, sometimes from time to time during the holidays, I do some hosting, and yes. I'm not talking about here on the podcast. I'm talking right. about uh, people coming over, and for Christmas, our house was the destination. So uh, you know, I was faced with feeding. I don't know. I'm just going to say somewhere around 30 people, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what the traditional food item should For be. Food wise, yeah. Because I mean, you could you could throw drinks at them and not feed them, which is what I would do. Right, but you know, family tends to frown on that. Mm, right, because they point. they like to be fed. Um, yeah. And plus, the holidays, there's always the big ritualistic feast that yeah. kind of reminds me of the Louis C. Kane line. That, you know, the the meal isn't done when I'm full. The meal is done when I hate myself. Yes, yeah, exactly. And and, and traditionally, I mean, there there's turkey, there's ham, there's pot roast, there's I mean, you name it, it's on the list. Yeah, it's prime rib. You know, families yes. all they all have their own traditions. Which probably yep. this would have been a great thing to bring up at the top of the show because it could have been a traversing topic throughout the show. You know. What's your sure. family's traditional Christmas meal? Right. Like we adopted a new one that my wife uh, found out about, which is that uh, you remember the uh, – I talked about it last week when I was hopelessly inebriated. And that was the – or no, I was affected by drugs. Yeah. Well, which Wait, one what? was it? Well, you ha- I know you had some amber liquid that you kept on talking about. Yeah. And I also know that you had – I was on the vertigo med- meds. Some, some medication from the vertigo, yeah. Right. And there was more of the vertigo meds, really, because the, the amber liquid in question – I don't mean to pull back the curtain or anything. It was iced tea. Sorry. What? I don't mean to let people down. Will, I almost drank myself into a coma that you, night. And you were drinking almost, iced tea? Yeah, but the majority of your drinking happened after the show. You're like, well, yeah, the warm-up's done. Let's go. That's that's a valid point. Um. I can, you can't mix one and the other, okay? I really oh, would have I would have been hurting if I yeah. had done that. It would have been yeah. painful and miserable. So yeah. that did not happen. I mix things a lot. And obviously, if you listen to me during the show, I didn't need any help. The, the vertigo <laughs> no, meds are enough. Not. You did not. That in fact, that actually makes me want to try some of your meds. I don't blame you. <laughs> so uh, I was faced with feeding all these people, Trent. And right. one of the things I remember talking about during that show, you know, we did adopt the new uh, tradition of that uh, of that coffee cake, right? Oh, that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that in the morning. But, you know, that wasn't for everybody else. That was just for us. I mean, we didn't eat the whole cake. We only had a piece each. And, you know, you get to spread it out over. You know, we took it over to in-law's house later. You know, it's got spread around. That's fine. Wait, you only had a piece each? It's not Christmas if you're only eating a piece each. Just, it, but that's because the food was coming, Trent. It was coming. It was inevitable. Like a, like a winter cold, that thing was on its way. <laughs> and it was going to deliver hate. A winter hate. to end all winters. Oh, Trent, uh, Tom wants to know, speaking of last week, how's the hunt for a new microwave going? Oh, uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. 
<laughs> I yeah. don't know. We're almost out of time. So anyway, I had to feed all these people dinner. And what I ended up doing, uh, I, I went both the economical and the adventurous, Trent, because uh-huh. I got uh, two Costco half hams of their honey cured uh, or honey smoked ham or whatever it is oh, they call yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Because, you know, one thing, Trent, I don't know if you've looked into the cost of a honey-baked ham by the actual honey-baked corporation, right? Uh-huh. But that is a ham that, you know, for feeding eight to ten people is almost 80 or $90. Yeah, it's it's not cheap. Which, you know, unless the ham is going to get up and perform sexual gratification on me, I'm not spending $90 on it. You're thinking about that now, aren't you? Just put yeah, that out I'm, of your head. I'm like, I'm like, well, what would I, what's the... How would Ham do that? Don't worry about it. Never you mind that. Move on. <laughs> so I decided instead I would use my good friend the internet to help me find out ways to improve the ham that I bought. Right? Okay, go on. So I did, and I made an excellent ham, and I got to use a propane torch on it. <laughs> you know, the kind that you weld copper with? Same yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. This is just genius. So you follow the instructions for reheating the ham, right? Okay. But then, you know, like about halfway through, you mix up a half cup of honey and a half cup of brown sugar. Uh-huh. And then you put that on top of the ham and let that gay glaze just cook its way down, right? Ooh, then you nice, pull that ham nice out. Too. You stick additional brown sugar to it. You pull out your propane torch. Yeah. And then you caramelize all that brown sugar that you packed on. Ah, okay. And let me tell you, this was one fine tasting ham, my friend. But well, best of all, I got makes, to take fire to it. That makes perfect sense too, especially and 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 the glaze would be so much easier with with a uh, brown sugar because it's already got the molasses in it. Right, and and yeah. and like I don't know if you know this trend, but uh, honey baked—that's the exact same thing they do. Well, there you they go. They use a propane torch. Not a nice, yeah. not one of them fancy $30 creme brulee torches. No. No, no. Propane torch like you use for sweating copper, my friend. You want to yeah. sweat that joint, you get one of these. Wait, sweat the joint or sweat the coffer? copper? Copper. A copper, the combination of two points of copper that you're welding together is referred to as a joint, Trent. Oh, okay. Because so I was thinking, I was thinking joint. like, that's a little overkill, don't you think? Like if you're pulling out a <laughs> propane be, torch. That'd be gone in a second. You didn't even get a chance to, to smoke it. Yeah, gone. exactly. Where'd all my doobage go? <laughs> it would, there wouldn't be much, man. It's in Johnson's pants, sir. Anyway, uh, you, uh, <laughs> so that was really neat. And of course, the best part is the reaction of everyone seeing you take propane to, to their dinner. Yeah, they, they think you're, you're like top chef all of a sudden. And the only thing, and the one thing they're concerned about is, so did you also, nobody saw me take it out of the oven. They're like, so is that how it's cooked? I'm like, no, 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 it was in the oven now. <laughs> this is not my only, I'm not like trying to make, ah, nothing's working quick, burn it. No, I wasn't taking that <laughs> approach at all. Well, Trent, as we're winding down, now that I shared my story of ham, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to, uh, I think it's time. Oh, wait, no, we have a song for that, don't we? I don't know, do we? And it's the perfect place to talk about, uh, fun. With microwaves. It's that time where we find out what is in Trent's Corner. Ew, what's that? <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I'm going to anyway. What is in Trent's Corner? <laughs> so, Trent, uh, what's in your corner this week, buddy? Well, if if anyone remembers or, or is going back and, and listening to the Nogathon, um, I, I, I drink a lot, Will. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, we may have been bordering on having a problem here, but I, uh, yeah, I drank a lot. 
But 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 then I decided that it wasn't enough. You know what I mean? I had to step up my game. Okay. You said, you know what? I could have done better. Yeah. We, yeah. I drank so, a lot during that show, but I know I can do better. And and I was you know I was mixing drinks to to begin with, but then I I uh, which which by the it, way. I'm sorry to interrupt. I know I'm not yeah, supposed no, to interrupt. By means. But what we glossed over during the show was that you were having a Loch Ness mystery. Yes. Is that the name of the drink? That is the drink. Mm-hmm. And we never got into what was that. So, oh, okay. so before you continue your story, briefly let everyone know what a Loch Ness mystery is. Okay. And then so, please so, continue. Yeah. So it's a cocktail, right? And instead of, uh, so it, it kind of, it's kind of like a whiskey sour. It's kind of not, but, um, it, instead of whiskey, you're using scotch as, as your base. Okay. Okay. So, so you do uh scotch whiskey, some apricot brandy, uh, a little bit of, uh, orange liquor, and, uh, then just top it off with some uh, grapefruit juice and lime juice, shake it all up and, uh, put it in some, uh, glass with ice. And that is a Loch Ness mystery. And it is delicious. Now, why is it a mystery? Because you can't really tell all the things that are in it, or that because would, you don't know what's going to happen after you drink it. Well, yeah, it's 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 well, well, it's a mystery. Okay, so now moving on. Now we started off the show. One of the things you did do is uh, b- before you came on the air. I know for a fact you may have mentioned it on the air. Uh, you had made a trip to Taco Bell on your oh, rush home. Gosh, yeah, I and you picked got, up some burritos. I got three. Of every one of the new uh, grillers that you see on for ninety nine cents, you see on the TV. Now the griller, in case you didn't know, this is like a mini version of the real burritos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's you know it's like a, a yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, and I ate a couple of them on air, and I in in going back and listening, I'd like to apologize to everyone for eating them on air because God, it was annoying. <laughs> Holy yeah, I know shit. it's horrible having to sit there and listen to somebody eat, isn't it? Uh, By the way, what was the first? It was the worst. <laughs> Me eating a sandwich, but anyway, yeah. go ahead. Uh, and then, um, so, uh, you know, uh, throw caution in the wind, 12-pack of beer later, I decide that I need to uh, microwave one of these uh, grillers because it cooled down. Right. I throw it in the microwave. I set it for what I thought was, was half power, uh, two minutes. And then I went into the next room and laid down next to Sherman. Okay, so let... Let me uh, – this is an interruption. This is an interjection. Yes. No, yeah. This, by all means, this needs to be – yeah. I'm taking the Sherlock approach here. So what has happened is you put this thing in the microwave. Yes. Half power mm-hmm. for 30 seconds. I, I, I think it might have been two minutes. I don't know. Though. Okay. Half power for two minutes. Interesting approach. Yeah, I might have gone full power for thirty seconds, but you wanted to make sure things didn't get burned. Yeah, exactly. Well, and 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 I hate because everything on the inside of anything from Taco Bell turns to lava so quickly. Right. So you wanted it to be edible. So yes. So all in all, a very safe approach, and you even made sure none of the paper had aluminum foil or, or yeah. metal. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It was just it was just a paper one. It, it wasn't like the double XL burrito, which is aluminum foil. Right. And then you said, you know what? Two minutes is a long time. For me to have to concentrate on oh, my balance. God. It was so long. And staying conscious. So, mm-hmm. you know, like two seconds in, you're like, this is going to take forever. You went in the next room and you did what mm-hmm. any reasonable heterosexual male would do. You cuddled up with your dog. I was Big Spoon. Okay. You know, you gave his trying to, you're like, uh, sure, man. Right. And you fell asleep. I did. And then what happens? Well, uh, I, I awoke to the sound of an explosion. And I kind of looked up and looked around, and Sherman did the same. And it was a and then, kaboom, an earth-shattering kaboom. <laughs> 
And then there was another explosion. And then I came to and realized that the house was completely filled with smoke. Okay. Uh, and I ran into the kitchen and uh, the the – uh, it was on fire. The The microwave was on fire. The microwave was on fire. It was a flame. Mm-hmm. It, it hadn't just like burst into flame and now you saw smoke. There was still active flameage going at oh, that yes, time. Yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. So so I, uh, I I unplug it and uh, quickly grab some some tongs and uh, take out the uh, the burrito. Because God knows it, we can't throw out food. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, which, which at this point was was no more than than charred carbon at, at the at the most. <laughs> you joke stealing motherfucker. Uh, and then yeah, that uh, I, I and, said that to you in a phone call. I'm like, face yeah. it, Trent. You didn't just cook this thing. You took it back to being carbon. There was yeah. no active <laughs> organic material left in this thing. No, we 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 change things on a molecular level. Um, as a matter of fact, and, the burrito right now is slowly approaching Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, it probably will. The irradiated, irradiated burrito that attacked Tokyo. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, um, yeah. Now, what is the history of the microwave? First of all, yeah. Now, now this, and and first off, I know everyone's thinking. Wait a second, Trent. You said it for 30 minutes and fell asleep, right? Which I posited myself. Which may maybe maybe not. And here's why I say maybe not. Um. If you might remember, uh, during the summer, my microwave also shit the bed, and I was microwave-free for, for many months until some tenants that moved out of my basement, uh, just they left a microwave in the basement. And I thought, why did they leave a microwave? I'll take it and use it. Right. Cause you, Maybe you were... they left it because it started things on fire. You know, first of all, Trent, um, I think there would have been some visible evidence if there were concerns from the previous owner that this was a microwave of combustible options. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's my first thing I would, I would like to point out. Uh, obviously, when you saw it, you opened it and there was nothing of uh, concern for you to suggest, you know, that previously something had in fact exploded or caught fire inside the burrito or inside the <laughs> microwave, right? Right. There was no evidence of this. And you know, odds are maybe somebody was going back home and they didn't need the microwave anymore. It could maybe. have been it, you know, maybe they're moving to a place where it comes with a microwave. They didn't find anybody that wanted it and they smoke so much pot. It's like too much to move, pick this thing up and move it. Sure. Yeah. And it was a big microwave. Right. So, and it could have just been an old one they got at a garage sale and it wasn't worth taking. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, but did it have a digital display or was it still it a dial on it? No, it, it did have a digital display. Okay. So it wasn't that damn old. Uh, yeah. But it was a big microwave, so was there was huge. so there was no evidence of previous flame occurring. Well, now, and 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 there, maybe there was. I I just wasn't privy to it at this point. There's no way to know because it's sitting out in the snow. Okay, <laughs> it's in a snowbank as like as we speak. Logically, you know, yeah. it's like get this thing out of here, throw it in the snow because it was on fire. Right, but before when you like previously when you had cooked popcorn in it. Okay, yes. is this the same microwave from that video? No. Okay, so I can't use that as an example. No, but you had you no. had you microwaved other things in this microwave before? Yes. Okay. Suddenly, I feel like you're on the witness stand. I'm sorry. Yes. No, it's no, it's good. I, I feel like sometimes I need I need where, this kind of. Where were you when the microwave questioning. exploded, Trent? Tell it was me just again. Sherman. He can he can vouch for me. I tell you, it's Sherman. Okay, so that's why. No, I'm kidding. So, but really, you are kind of on the witness stand right now, yeah. uh, under cross examination from mm-hmm. a hostile uh, person. 
Yeah. So, and, and one of the things that you said during your story. So I think we can really say that you would, there was nothing in there previous, uh, in any cooking experience that made you think, gee, it looks like a fire has been built in here at some point. No evidence of that that you noticed. That I remember. Okay. Now you have mentioned that you not only did one thing with the microwave, but you did two. Like, you know, I would have less, I would have thought it less likely that you had set it for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. if you had, you know, just said, I set it for 20 seconds. But you're yeah, saying, I, I, yeah, like, like I did the 30 second button. You're saying you adjusted the temperature. Yes. To 50%. Yep. And then you set it for 30 seconds. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I really think somewhere in there, it is very, very possible because you also state that you woke up to the sound of an explosion. Yeah, I, I fell asleep. Okay, you were not talking about you know you were still kind of in a in, a, in that pre-sleep state, you know, where you're listening yeah. to the room and you're hearing the hum of the microwave. No, you were out. Yeah, but but, but to to my defense, that that wouldn't have taken much. Okay, as a guy who falls asleep really fast, I get that. <laughs> But at the same time, even at my most affected, I think it still takes me at least two minutes and change to uh, to fall asleep. And also, uh, I've seen the pictures of the microwave after the fact, and there's no way that happened in two minutes, dude. <laughs> the great thing was after I took it out, yeah. like, like I, I realized how grievous this could have been. Um, looking at the, at the back of the wall where the microwave was, it's all singed brown and stuff. <laughs> you must be very proud right now. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, well, I'd be proud if it didn't smell like, um, well, like a microwave had started on fire in my house. <laughs> so you have been gone for several days, by the way. Uh, you yeah, went which, to Wyoming. Which didn't help because when I walked back in, same smell. It's still there. Yes. Because I know that you did reach out to the audience after did, the fact yes. and you said, Hey guys, uh, how would one get Something, uh, the smell out of the house, say, for example, something like, uh, charred burrito mm-hmm. and yeah. smoke. How would you get that smell out of your house? And, and there were some recommendations, right? What did, yeah, what, it, what route well, did you go? It, it, yeah. What, what I got was, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's simmering is, is what it's called, where you basically, you get different spices and, and such and put it in a pot and let it simmer. And that's what I'm doing right now. So as long as I'm simmering, the house smells fine. As soon as it turns off, it goes back to plastic on fire. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, one of the things I might suggest instead of simmering, Trent, uh-huh. uh, go down to the, the the local store that would carry incense uh-huh. and maybe find a scent you like and burn that. Because I know from experience, when my brother used to burn incense, that shit never left the room. Yeah. That smell yeah. never went away. It just became part of the atmosphere. So maybe so, some incense. So when I go – now, and maybe there's other places. I don't know. When I go to buy some pipe tobacco – yeah, that would be a good I can place. also buy some incense from the head shop. Right, exactly. From the pl- okay. same place that sells those water pipes for tobacco consumption only. Yes, yeah, because guess what? If if, if I'm going to smoke some uh, some tobacco, I'm going to do it in a water pipe. Exactly. That yeah. makes perfect sense to me. So maybe incense because I like what, what route of uh, arom? because what you're doing is you're using aromatics is what you're Correct. doing. So what aromatics are you utilizing right now? Uh, right now I've got a blend of bay leaves, cloves, Cinnamon sticks and uh, uh, orange peels. I was going to say maybe you might want to uh, to peel an apple and cut it up and drop that Ooh. in there too. Ooh, that could be fun. Add a little nuttiness of the apple to the atmosphere. 
Apples are nutty. Okay, now one of the things I'm also going to suggest, Trent, and I'm going uh-huh. out on a limb here, but sure, it's what you do. Given this scenario, if you intend on consuming any alcoholic beverages or anything, uh-huh. if you're thinking about consuming it, you know what, Trent? As long as you even consider the fact that you might have a drink. I'm suggesting you might want to turn those aromatics off. Turn your simmer off. I'm just saying. Because I kind of, I don't know, I'm not psychic, but I just kind of see a similar something happening hmm. where suddenly we're seeing a picture of a of a deteriorated pot on top of a range that's on fire. Well, yeah, that, that would not be good. So um, I really, I, you know, friend to friend. Sure. If you're even thinking about having a drink, just turn that thing off. So, so will um and and the Adam Wells bring up a good point. Is is this an a a, a podcast intervention? Like it, at this point, are do you need to tell me you love me now? No, but I put together a list of all the things you've done, Trent, that have hurt me. <laughs> that have hurt you. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. I'm just I'm just concerned about I I'm just trying to make sure another fire doesn't start. Sure. That's all I'm trying to do. Sure. Because okay. clearly, given the fact that I'm like, hey, let's have another nog nogathon, I'm an enabler. So sure. And I appreciate that. You don't need to worry about that at all, Trent. Right. Uh, I'm just saying, please do us all a favor. And if you're gonna even like, even if you're thinking about having a sip of water, turn the aromatics <laughs> off because we all know water's yeah. a gateway drug. Yeah, it, it leads to other drinks. Exactly. So it's, so will will you do that for us, Trent? Will I will. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Wait, no. Were you just saying my name twice? I'm confused. I don't know. But that's just uh now that I've gone and grilled my co-host for 10 minutes, I think it's time <laughs> that we wrap this bad boy up. So Sounds uh, good to me. if you want to follow Trent on Twitter, he's at a part of him. I'm netheadww. The show is netheads on air. And you've been listening to another edition of Netheads on Smodco. Does this ending feel a little rushed? I don't know. Do you do you want to slow down? Well, I just mean. I mean, did we suddenly just take a left turn and end the show? Well, what do do we ever not just take a left turn and end the show? Internet radio at smartcast dot com. Netheads. File transfer. Netheads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Smodcast is turning six years old, motherfucker, and we're celebrating with a smorgy. January 26th and 27th, get ready for two days of non-stop aural pleasure in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The Smodco's Morning Show, I Sell Comics, Highlands of Peephole History, Smodcast, The Secret Stash, Hollywood Babylon, Fat Man on Batman, Babylon Comic Con Theater, Plus One, Tell Em Steve Dave, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, and a Smash Up Jam Session. The Smonsters of Talk invading the Spats Theater in Halifax, Nova Scotia, January 26th and 27th. Tickets just $99 for each day at smodcosmorgy.com. Don't miss the Smonsters of Talk as the Smods bring their pods to the Smorgy. Tickets available now at smodcosmorgy.com. 
Smodco has been blasting its own brand of fuck yeah for years in all forms of media. If you're saying, hold up, sir, dude, what about video games? We got that market covered, too. Visit Smarcade.com to learn about two, count them, two games for your iOS and Android device. Jay and Silent Bob grace your mobile with Too Fat to Fly and Let Us Dance. Get your game on, Smod Goblins. Check out Smarcade.com. All your favorite Smodco shows aren't just available on audio anymore. All the best ones are now available as books. Podbooks.com. That's Podbooks with a Z. Transcribe directly from our Smarchives. Enjoy the Smonsters of Talk in print form. Kev, Ralph, Jay, Jen, Moj, and more. Just go to Podbooks.com for more details. That's Podbook with a Z on the end. Podbooks. Pods in print.